the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we're going to talk about a really, I don't know, a topic that is relevant for everybody, I think. Welcome to Channel Mom. I am Jenny, and this is the Channel Mom radio show where we encourage moms, also our friends who listen by podcast, so grateful to have you on board. We focus on your amazing value as a mom in this world. I'm going to start with a question for you today. Is waiting ever easy? What about for your kids? Do they like to wait? Wouldn't you like to know how to wait well? Well, we've got Crystal Ribble in the house today. She has been through some very difficult seasons of waiting. So she set out to learn how to navigate those seasons with peace and with success. She shares tips from her new book, Love Me in the Waiting, Trusting God's Purpose When You're Longing for What's Next. She's going to help us and our kids learn how to wait when it's hard. Plus something huge going on for me personally this weekend. So stick around. That's all coming up in just a minute. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back. Happy, well, is it really appropriate to say happy Memorial Day weekend? I hope you're having a good Memorial Day weekend. Of course, my debt of gratitude to those amazing people who gave the ultimate for our country um i just you know i am honored by people who have made our country what it is by giving the gift of their life and uh i do want to acknowledge all of our folks tuning in from around the nation and through podcasts so grateful for our listeners i hope that today's show is a blessing to you welcome folks from oklahoma omaha and lincoln nebraska little rock arkansas also our friends in kansas and idaho and missouri and colorado springs and denver Glad to have you guys on board, and uh, yeah, I think today uh, is going to be a show that will be relevant for a lot of people, but first, one thing I got to say, oh my goodness, this makes me want to cry, honestly. I love motherhood, so I kind of never want to be done being a mom, and of course I'm not, but I'm definitely about to move into a new stage. 
our daughter is graduating tomorrow. Thank you, Michael, for that music. Oh my goodness, I was playing it today and I almost started crying. Yeah, I kind of wish I could just hold her and squeeze her and keep her in my house forever. But I also know that God has plans for her and it would be a tragedy for me to keep her at home. So congratulations, Georgia Grace. She's going to graduate tomorrow. And congratulations to all the graduates out there. It's a big deal. It's a celebration. Moms cry, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing, not a bad thing, even when moms are sobbing. All right. Crystal has a ways to go before she's at that stage. We have Crystal Ribble on the show today. She's a freelance writer. She has written two books. Her second book is the one we're going to talk about today. Love Me in the Waiting, Trusting God's Purpose When You're Longing for What's Next. So many people longing for that. And uh, she lives in Nashville with her husband, Jared, and their three boys. And man, does she have some stories today about how waiting is uh, has been a teacher for her and how she wants to help us with that process welcome to channel mom crystal thanks for having me yeah we're glad to have you on board i know you've got some great lessons i've been reading the book and i thought man especially in these times and i'm gonna explain what i mean by that in a minute moms need this book and they need help and their kids need help waiting is a hard thing and and i think a lot of people are really struggling with it in these days you know, kind of post-COVID and through COVID and all that. So I, I like to pick soundtracks that go with our interviews. So this is the song I found for our interview with you today, Crystal. Okay. We come with expectation Waiting here for you easily so I was crying about that too recently not just my daughter's graduation but that song makes me cry because it's a holy thing to wait and if we can figure out the value of waiting it can change our life and it can change uh, the lives of our children so that they one day as adults can uh, you know have that fine art of waiting so I know you've got some lessons for us and I know that in particular you've been living through the lessons of waiting with your eldest son. So can you kind of give us the backstory there about how waiting while you were writing this book and, and still waiting on something that's happening in his life has been instructive for you when it comes to that word waiting? Yeah, of course. So the, the book first kind of started being birthed um, about six years ago, seven or eight years ago, actually, um, when we were waiting through the adoption process. And so my husband and I had never tried to have, have biological children. We knew that we should adopt first. And so we had gone down that journey. We lost three adoptions before we finally made it to our son. And through that period of time, it was about the length of three to four pregnancies for me. Mm -hmm. And as I was watching all of my other friends that were having babies, 
naturally, you know, and their bellies were growing at that eight to nine month mark and they were having baby showers. They were celebrated at a certain time on, on that spectrum. None of that was happening for me. And I felt so lonely. I didn't have anyone in my life that was going through the same exact thing. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I wish that I could explain to people how to love me better while I was waiting. And so that's really when it started, this whole idea of this book. And um, and so I was kind of praying, like, Lord, show me different ways that I can, one, advocate for myself, for people to help me, yeah. um, but also when I encounter people in my life that are going through seasons that I don't understand, how can I show up for them? And then fast forward, you know, to, to December, 2019 and our, our son that we did end up getting to bring home through adoption this summer, we'll celebrate six years as his parents. Uh And, um, he's 10 years old right now. In December of 2019, we found out that he had a brain tumor. And so, you know, that hits and then COVID hit. And right around that time is when my publisher wanted me to start writing the book. And I thought, wow, what interesting timing. And um, and so for us, you know, this this journey with his healing, it's an active journey. And just this week we had a a chemo appointment and um, and he hasn't been feeling very well the past couple of days. And so I, I don't know when this journey will end. I don't know if this journey will end. And. So what I have had to do and what I really sought to do in writing the book was finding different stories in the Bible where the Lord gives us hope during that whole season. And instead of me looking to the end, because I don't know when that is, and it's just very hopeless if that's the only thing I think about. Yeah. Instead of me just looking for the end, how can I find the Lord along this journey and see what he's doing, what his purpose is during this time? Yeah, I want to interject. You, yeah. you, you're very honest. There are a couple of excerpts I want to read. I'm going to start with this one because I think a lot of people can identify with the struggle of waiting where you just yeah. don't quite trust that it's going to work out. And, and here's what you write. Be honest. When God takes you through a storm of any kind, do you find yourself doubting him in the middle of the swirling winds and crashing emotions? I sometimes really wonder if he knows what he's doing. I mean, his track record is impeccable, yet I still question if he knows what's best for me because this storm, this doesn't seem like a great idea. And I think so many people in the waiting, whether it's been through COVID, whether it's been through, you know, somebody's disease and you're having to walk alongside your precious son, he's darling, by the way, and him going through chemo, um, whether it's your own illness, whether you've lost a job, whether you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, whether you're having problems in your marriage, whether you're a single mom and you're waiting on finding a spouse. I mean, there's so much waiting going on right now and so many moms that are tired of it and don't know how to, to pass along a habit that a healthy habit of waiting to their kids. I mean, don't we doubt and fear and fret? Isn't that half the problem with waiting? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I I write that because I wanted to show the human side of this. Like we all question the Lord. And and I, I often say to people that worry about questioning him, he's a big boy. Like he complete like God is a big boy. He completely understands that you don't understand because you can't see the full picture. Yeah. And it's okay to have those emotions, and it's okay to bring those emotions to Him and say, "Lord, this is how I feel. I don't know that you know what you're doing. I'm sure you do." 
but I feel like I know better. And I, of course, want to say that about my son. Like, why in the world would you allow this to happen? Why do we have to walk through this journey? Why does he have to go at all? Please let me go through it, not him. I mean, all of those emotions. Um, But that's why I have tried so hard to start shifting my perspective. And it is a daily thing. Sure. Every single day I have to come to him and say, I need, I need a different perspective on this. I need to stop wishing it away and wishing that you had made a different decision. I need to start finding you in it and finding what you're doing with it. Yeah, and we're going to talk about specific um, areas of waiting so that moms can kind of glom on to the thing that applies to them or their children. Um, But I I do want to read one other excerpt. A, A true confession, I recently came through COVID. And it lasted <laughs> longer than I thought. I shouldn't laugh because it's been brutally hard on some mm. folks. And I have friends in the hospital and, and or, you know, that have been in the hospital. And it's, it's a tough thing. Um, and and I, about day nine, I began to think, is this ever going to end? Are you going to heal me? And, and my daughter, who's 18, it took her a while, too. And I thought she'd be over it in like four or five days. And I, I, I thought, isn't this ironic that we're having Crystal on to talk about waiting because I'm having a hard time waiting through COVID. Now, I'm grateful it never got dangerous. I never had to go to the hospital or anything. But I thought, I don't trust God even with this. And, and I'm tired of waiting. And I want to feel better. And I don't like feeling like this. And I don't want to worry about it. And I don't want to worry about my daughter. You know, all of that. And so I'm going to read this excerpt because I really identified with this. It really was helpful to me. When we enter a waiting period of life, we can almost feel like time stands still. And I felt like I was in the twilight zone while I had COVID. (laughs) It's as if the Lord has hit a pause button and is keeping us suspended in time. I say this because there have been times when he has brought me to what I felt was a holding place while everyone around me continued to move on. Their lives kept going and I was going to have a lot of catching up to do. This is exactly how I felt when I was going through COVID. This feeling happens no matter if the waiting period is sudden or anticipated, whether it comes harshly or creeps in quietly. No matter how we are asked to wait on God, this time period can make us feel like the world is carrying on without us. And I think that is so true, especially even for moms like, the, I, you know, I have working moms that feel like they just want to figure out how to get that balance between work and home life. But I have moms who work from home, you know, they, they're being mamas, that's work. And, and they feel like everybody else is passing them by while they're at home raising babies. And there's so much waiting right now and, and, and in the role of motherhood. So, so <laughs> can, you, can you speak to that particular thing that, that moms often are in this place of doing things that the world is not acknowledging are important and they feel like they're waiting on the world and the world to recognize them and and it feels like life is passing them by. Could you understand that? Yeah, oh, definitely. There's such an isolation that can happen when you're a mom and um, and like you said, no, no matter no matter if you're staying at home with your children or if you're working, you can feel a little bit alone in in your type of journey. And so um that's why it's so important, you know, for community and connection to be able to talk to other people. But, but even, even if you do have that, there are times that you feel so alone. And so you, it's easy for us to compare and comparisons a thief, right? You look at other people's life and you can see, oh, she's doing such and such. It seems like she's continuing to move on in life. But what, what I love about this whole topic in waiting is that it hits everyone. Yeah, it does. Everyone. And if COVID taught us anything, it was that it was no respecter of persons. Right. 
like every single person had to deal with some sort of life interruption. And most of us had to deal with something that was completely upended. And so to me, it's a prime example of everybody's going through something where they're waiting, where they feel suspended in time, where they feel kind of alone in their own circumstances. Their circumstances may be different than yours, but they are at least feeling something as well. So let's get to specific kinds of waiting, because what I promised when I promoted that we were going to do this interview is that we would learn from you how to have peace and success and value in our waiting. So so you waited through a number of Bible stories and you focused on things like waiting for the storm to pass, waiting for forgiveness, waiting for your troubles to pass, waiting for deliverance, waiting for your future, like the thing that you want to unfold. So so let's talk about a couple of those and, and the lessons that we can ha- Waiting isn't just the, that thing we do while, the, while we're, we're um, anticipating that big thing at the end. Waiting has value. And so I want you to help people get to that kind of lesson of you can have peace in waiting. You can learn lessons in waiting. You, you can learn to trust God in waiting. So let's talk about waiting for our troubles to pass. What's the lesson there? Yeah, so waiting for our troubles to pass, there's a few different chapters in the book that have what I would consider like a nebulous title. And I did that on purpose because waiting for my troubles to pass looks very different than what your troubles are. Right. So as you read it, you know, you're able to attribute that to whatever it is that you're going through. Um, In that particular chapter, I talk about Job. And that story is so hard to read. Yeah, You read it and it's just like, there's no way that one person went through all of this. This Right. Insane. And so I, some of the different nuggets that I kind of pulled out of his story, one of the things that I focused on was, if you, if you look at the entirety of the chapter, most of that chapter, he is talking to his friends. Now, there's some good that comes out of that, and there's some bad that comes out of sure, that. Sure, 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 yeah. There's, they show up for him, and they are just silent with him for a while, which is something I talk about a couple times in the book, and how when I'm going through something, your words are not necessarily what I need, but your presence is what I need. Yeah. And how the Lord shows us that time and time again in Scripture, a lot of times that He, His presence, but not necessarily His words. And so Job's friends do that in the beginning, but then they also start giving their opinions. And one of the things I talk about is how often do you go through a troubled time and you immediately turn to your friends that are around you and start talking to them before you ever take it to the Lord? Yeah. And and so I, I talk through some of that. Um And uh, that particular chapter, I talk about expecting God, and well, several of the chapters, I talk about expecting God rather than expecting an end, and how your perspective would shift, as I was saying. Like, I wanted to change my perspective on things, so I wanted to see how was it that the Lord would show us something along this journey, so that instead of me looking for the end, instead of Job looking for the day that all of this would just go away, and that it would be no more. How could he find the Lord along that journey? Yeah. And so yeah. I attribute that to our own. Wait, wait, which is peace. That is peace. And mm-hmm. it, it, is, mm-hmm. it is a conundrum. Even if you've been following Christ and following God for 25 years, sometimes that elusive peace peace is is a difficult thing but you said if you just begin to sow it and, and I'll tell you what I, here's my challenge to moms is you want your children to have peace when they have to wait 
So if, if you can yeah. model that and say, look, we are going to get peaceful and we're going we're gonna to go to God and we're going to trust God in this time of waiting and we're going to learn stuff and we're not just going to wait for the end. We're going we're gonna to embrace the waiting. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. lesson. What about, th- I thought this one was key. What about waiting for forgiveness? Yeah, the, I would say that the waiting for forgiveness was the hardest chapter for me to write. Yeah. Um, in part because I was working through some personal things with like extended family in in my mind, things that weren't directly affecting me, but I had seen them affect my family growing up and um, watching my parents kind of have to go through some of this and, and forgiveness and everything. So in that chapter, I, I talk about Joseph and his brothers and his father and how he's separated from them, but Joseph rises to power and then later you know, he's he's able to reconcile those relationships. And so in the chapter, I had to talk about the difference sometimes between relationships that the Lord wants you to reconcile and forgive and be, and be in communion with those people again. And then there are other circumstances where you're not meant to reprise that relationship. And so that is such a hard concept to, to kind of navigate. But one of the things that I talk about in this story is how the Lord preserves you through your waiting seasons. And I often, I I don't think that we look at our waiting seasons as preserving us, protecting us, positioning us for our safety. But I've, I've seen not only through the story of Joseph, but also through the story of Noah, which is what I opened the book with, that the Lord sometimes will suspend you in time. He will put you in this waiting season because he really values who you are. Mm -hmm. And he needs who that is to, to come out on the other side of this waiting season. And there's specific scriptures, especially in Joseph's story, that point to the fact that when he, when he rose to power and then he was over all the grain of the land, when the famine came and his family came to get that grain, the scripture specifically says that the Lord had placed him in power so that he could preserve his family. Yeah, what, that what, was something that was that's, that's huge. What are those three Ps that happened during waiting? Yeah, oh, protection, I, I like preser- preserving you, yes, protecting you, and like positioning for your safety. Yeah, which is the, to to look for that is so encouraging. All right, so we mm-hmm. th- this stuff goes fast. You're almost done. So I want you to talk very briefly to the mom who feels like she's waiting on her future, and maybe her children feel like they're waiting on their future because so much has been interrupted and and stopped. So so just a sixty seconds of advice about how to wait for our future. Yeah. So in that chapter, I talk about David, about King David, and how the Lord had decided that David was going to be king. But we often read that story, and we see that the Lord's like, okay, David, and then David became king. But if you actually read the scripture, that's not how that happened. He, He was anointed that he was going to become king, but then he went back to his life for a while. Yeah. Normal life that he was until the Lord had prepared the throne for him to ascend to. And so there were a lot of things that had to continue to happen. And for me, when I first started writing that chapter, it it was easy for me to think about it in a way of the Lord has placed passions on my heart. He's placed these ideas in my mind, things that I want to accomplish with my life. But I sometimes feel like I can't get to them quick enough. And, um, And so I think that the Lord sometimes will give you these ideas. He will anoint this idea in you or anoint this specific time that something's going to happen in your life. 
but it doesn't mean that he's going to give it to you right away. Oh, it ha- again and, and again and again, we yeah. have to wait. I mean, uh, Joseph and yeah. Abraham and David and Dan, I mean, everybody waits in the Bible. And, you know, let me say this. I think one beautiful, powerful lesson in waiting is that we're humbled in the waiting. And and I saw God as he was preparing me to do this ministry, allowing me to wait and humbling me again and again and again. Because if I don't come from a place of humility to serve other moms, I'm going to be no good to them. So, so a great deal of humility comes out of it. All right, we got to wrap up, Crystal. How do people find you in the book? Yes. So uh, my website is just crystalribble, R-I-B-B-L-E dot com, crystal with a K. And you can find the book there. The book is um, everywhere that you can buy books online, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, christianbook.com. And it's also at every Barnes and Noble in the country. So your local one, you can find it there. Awesome. Well, thank you for teaching us how to wait today, Crystal. I, my ble- I wish God's blessings. I will pray for your precious son. Well, you've got three sons, but I'll pray for the one going through chemo. Thank you so much for being on Channel Mom today. Thank you so much. All right, take care. All right, I have to do a little tribute. I have a precious friend who passed away in the last week. Her name is Joyce Perino. She's been very um, supportive of me and Channel Mom and mothers in general over the years. When she passed away, her daughter Donna told me that people said she was the kindest person they knew. And I don't doubt it. She was constantly writing cards. I have a card I'm holding in my hand right here. Um, her encouraging me with Channel Mom and telling me how powerful I am with God to make a life better for mothers. She would always add a little note for my husband and remind him how special he was to her and how much she loved him. An amazing, amazing woman. Sometimes we overlook those quiet people in the background that are loving us all so beautifully and and loving God so well. Her name was Joyce Perino. Uh, Her daughters have elected to uh, have money given to Channel Mom in her name. So if you want to note Joyce, just go to our ChannelMom.com page and donate there in Joyce's name. Uh, Such a beautiful woman. Hey, you guys, this is the time I thank you. Thank you for all you do as moms. I know you put a lot of work in and you're raising up that next generation. God bless you for that. Check us out at Channel Mom. Follow us online at Channel Mom. God bless you. Have a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.